Hello and welcome to the Activist Podcast, brought to you by Vegan FTA, vegan for the animals. I'm your host, Gareth Skur, and I'll also be joined by my wonderful co-host and wife, Jackie Norman. In this episode, we have the brilliant Shamiz Kashwala. Shamiz shares his incredible journey of overcoming ulcerative colitis, going vegan, and becoming an activist. Shamiz is the co-founder of High Carb Health, New Zealand's leading gut health experts. Now he helps others to improve their health by leaving behind animal products and eat what nature truly intended for us. Plants, if you didn't know differently. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did and be sure to check out our social media pages at VeganFTA on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube where you can find this series in video format. So Shamiz, your story is nothing short of incredible. However, it's fair to say you probably wouldn't be here talking with us today if it hadn't been for your mum looking up, is tofu healthy on the internet? You know, um, for a young man who was seemingly, you know, very healthy, you know, and didn't have any problems, uh, can you tell us a little bit about how your life took such a dramatic turn? Yeah, well, interesting. I mean, I was in Japan at the time, of all places, um, in 2012 um, or in 2011. I got a job to go and go to Japan to teach English. Um, It was, of course, after all the tsunami and the earthquake and things. And I guess... um, when I was a kid in high school, I used to go to Japan for exchanges and I absolutely love Japan. So for me, it was a way to kind of give back to the Japanese people. And I've, I've always wanted to be a teacher in Japan because I was always a student. And this time for me to go and, you know, help uh, teach English to the Japanese people and also, you know, help them with the tsunami and the cleanup as well was a great opportunity for me to go. So I got the job in 2011 um and i stayed there for about a year teaching english um and i guess as the the time went on um i started to see some digestive problems and of course you know i was eating everything you could imagine uh, didn't really pay attention to my nutrition at all um obviously sushi fish being quite popular in japan so loads of salmon loads of tuna you know didn't understand where the food came from any of that kind of stuff and I guess one thing that I would like to mention is that the nuclear power plant wasn't really discussed in Japan at the time when I was there they didn't really talk about it at all just kind of hush hush and um, no one really talked about the radiation or anything going to the water so potentially that had a huge impact in my health uh, journey so I, I don't know but um you know, I didn't really pay attention to what I ate. So I started to see some digestive issues come up, prop up, and um, I didn't really know what was going on. So I kind of visited my local GP. And of course, this is all in Japanese. I found it, you know, pretty, pretty tough. I already knew a little bit about uh, Japanese culture. And obviously, I knew how to speak at a conversational level. But getting into the medical terms, it was quite hard. So uh, there was an English GP, English speaking a doctor, and he kind of goes, right, well, you're, you're showing these symptoms, so let's just go and uh, get you checked, so um, go to the hospital. Um, so I was like, oh, crap, like, what's going on here? Like, going to the hospital? Like, I thought this was just a little thing, you know, like, you know, so I didn't really know anything about what I had, so I went to the hospital, um, and the, the doctors over there said, look, we need to get you checked. So they did a colonoscopy um, and they diagnosed me what's called uh, mild colitis, which means I have a 
my rectum and a little bit of my, my large intestine, large bowel was inflamed. Um, and so some of the symptoms was, you know, a bit of cramping, really digestive discomfort, um, maybe a little bit of bleeding in the stool um, and about three, two to three times a day um, that was met. So they diagnosed me with this condition. And I was like, oh, cool. Should be sweet, and um, they they said, okay, we're going to keep you in hospital for about a week just to observe you and see how your health goes. And so uh, I was like, okay, uh, do I need to do anything? And they they're not very uh, you know well communicators in Japan, and of course language being the barrier, so I, I didn't know what I was doing. So I kind of was like, they put me in a in a room, and I was like, oh, should I actually need to go get all my stuff, like all my clothes and my toothbrush and stuff? And then I, I said to the, the nurse, I was like, oh, can I go and get some stuff? And she's like, oh, yeah, you can go. And I was like, oh, okay. So <laughs> I scooted back home, got all my clothes and things. And like I was staying in the hospital for a week. So, you know, got everything I needed. Um, and they kind of just put me on antibiotics, obviously, as, as they do um, in Asia and nowadays everywhere. Um, but nothing really was going well like uh, things were just kind of slowly kind of getting worse i'd say uh, in that week um i didn't see any improvement with my health at all um the doctors i, I was very reliant on the doctors like i said oh you know i'm, I'm just going to be here for a while and th th they'll take care of me um little did i know that i'd be spending the next five weeks in, in hospital um so as the weeks went on um i kind of got progressively worse and um they just kept putting me on different medications hiring the dosage and you know my health um from from mild it became to pretty severe and so i was going to the bathroom upwards of 15 times a day at one point um when like in, in the next couple of weeks and the doctors didn't really have a solution for me they just kept, kept saying to me okay you know the medication is, is going to start to work um you know just keep stay here and, and you know they were just reassuring me and i said okay sweet you know nothing's you know they, they got me kind of thing so i then called my parents uh, a couple of weeks later and i was like hey guess what I'm, I'm in hospital um and they were kind of like whoa what's going on so um i, I told them this and i was like oh they, they know what they're doing uh, so then the third and the fourth week went on and I, yeah, I went down a really slippery slope uh, from that point. And, and my parents actually flew over from New Zealand the next day and, and uh, came to visit me because I'd lost a lot of weight. I was going to the toilet a lot more. I was bleeding a lot more through my stool. Um, and I wasn't able to eat much as well. And they had some food that they were giving me. Uh, let's just give you a breakdown of it. So uh, half a raw egg, some, some rice, uh, porridge, some miso soup, and um, some fish as well, which is the colitis diet, which is the, a diet for people that have this disease. So that's what they put me on, and, and I didn't see any results on that. Um, and so they, they kind of stopped um, feeding me. Um, and then, yeah, I kind of lost a lot of weight. I think it was 30 kilos in, in total. Um, and then, and then by the fifth or sixth, fifth week, I think it was, I was probably in the worst shape of my life. I thought I was going to die. Um, I was in, in the hospital bed, just clinging to some kind of hope, like, 
because they were going to do surgery. So they said that they're going to cut a piece of my bowel out because it was so inflamed. I did four colonoscopies in the time that I was in hospital. The third colonoscopy, uh, he couldn't get past my rectum because my it was just too inflamed. So he couldn't actually put the scope through. Um, and that's when I thought, you know, this is it, you know, I'm, I'm done. Uh, and that's when my mum was trying to find like an alternative or the true way of healing, which is obviously, you know, the most natural way through food and, and the self-healing body. So she typed in Google and she said, you know, is tofu good for you? And this is when this book came up called Self-Healing Colitis and Crohn's. And we read this book. It talked about going on to what's called the vegan healing diet and just a lot of smoothies, juicing, uh, just to cleanse the bowel and really remove all the poison that, that I was getting inside of it from the medication. So they put me on the highest dosage of everything they could imagine. It was a lot of trial and error from, from their point. Um, and then, yeah, we talked to the, the dietitians and stuff and said, look, you know, he's a foreigner. The, the diet that you gave him didn't work for him and we're going to do this now. So obviously the question was, where, where, where are you going to get protein from? And we just said, oh, we'll get it from somewhere. Don't worry. Somewhere. Um, yeah. So we, we started to apply the principles in the book and, and um, that week, I think I couldn't believe it because I started to feel better. My bowel movement started to reduce. I think they, they also put me on a, a really high dosage of immunosuppressant, which potentially helped me a little bit as well. Um, but I think the diet was the main aspect to, to how my body was, was reacting and the energy that I had. I could actually go and walk. I couldn't walk before. Um, you know, my bowel movement started to reduce and I started to feel like my life was coming back, which is amazing because when you're pretty much on your deathbed or just lying there helplessly, you just don't know what to do. Um, so, yeah, fast forward, um, they, uh, they did a colonoscopy, uh, the fourth colonoscopy, um, and it showed zero ulcers, um, zero inflammation, or very, very minimal inflammation. Um, and that colonoscopy was what got me discharged from hospital. If I didn't get better, I would have had to stay in hospital for longer. There was a marker called CRP, which had to come down. And um, if that didn't come down, I wasn't going to be discharged. Anyway, so the doctor said to me, right, you, you're doing really well, but you unfortunately need to be on medication for the rest of your life. Here's a big suitcase for you. Take it with you to New Zealand and, um, you know, go to the doctors there and tell them this is what I need and um, they'll give you some more medication. And I'm like, cool. I think I'll just go back a bit. When I first got diagnosed, they said that to me too. They said, you're going to be on medication for the rest of your life. And I'm, I'm like, what? This is, this is not right. Like, I've never, ever taken drugs in my life, like, you know, let alone um, this kind of drug, you know. So that was a weird situation for me from the start where I didn't really want to succumb to taking medications anyway. So we, we took that suitcase and we're like, okay, we're just going to get out of here. We're not going to tell any, we're not going to, like, create a, a scene here we're just going to go uh go back to my apartment pack up all my things and just get out of here um so we we basically just put that suitcase in the bin at my house um and yeah so the the journey didn't end there obviously but um you know i i really found a, a an answer a solution to to this disease and um i think it was an amazing um place for me to be to learn so much and I think we all came together as a family when I was in hospital because of you know when someone is suffering you do 
you know, all come together. So that was the, the search term, is tofu good for you? It's such a wonderful story. Like, um, yeah, when I, <laughs> yeah, when I first read that, you know, I just thought, yeah, it's just so amazing. And um, also some other things I was reading about with it was um, how it was actually your mom who refused uh, to let you have the surgery because mm. understandably in that state, you know, you just have to believe in your doctor. You just, you just go with whatever it is and the pain, but you know, so good on her, you know, like yeah. your mom must be absolutely wonderful. Well, yeah. I mean, I, she was my rock the whole time. She didn't cry once in front of me um, just because she wanted to stay strong for me. And obviously, you know, when, you see your mum breaking down in tears, like you're going to feel that too. So no, she was the one who made all the decisions. She was the one who actually took took some of the photos of me when I was in hospital, uh, which, you know, shows you how bad I was. So, you know, yeah, I don't know what I would have done without her, to be honest. And I think this is why, whether it's God, whether it's the universe, who knows, they have put me in this path to, to you know, doing what I do now. Um, and you know, there's a purpose and it's amazing. It's really, it's really amazing. Definitely. I mean, your transformation is huge. I mean, you, you know, if anyone goes to your, to your website or, or your Facebook page, you literally look, you know, like you're done for really, you're, you're, not, you're not, not in a good shape at all. And yeah, when, when I saw the photos, it was like, whoa. And, um, you know, there are so many people suffering from this. My, um, I just know of a, a friend, uh, I grew up in the UK and I know of a friend over there who um, she's 25 and she had colitis and they ended up, you know, she's, she's got a colostomy bag for the rest of her life. And it was like, oh God, if only you got in touch, I could have said, look, look, go see this guy, you know, so, so much of it out there and to think what life could have been like for you, you know, thank, thank goodness. So definitely, I think that's what, that would have been the situation for me if I went down that route, you know, I, I will be in a bag right now and if not that would have been probably worse than that in the end and, and ended up with a joke pouch probably which god it would have been devastating absolutely yeah. it's you know it's not ideal so um do you think you know it's, it's brilliant like you say that your family kind of went you know you you kind of conspired together to to go against the doctors and and you know it was it was wonderful and um you know, we, we tend to go to the doctors and just accept our, our fate and, and our prescriptions and all of those things without question. So, um, you know, we, we know how a lack of nutrition there is of, of knowledge within the medical profession. And do you think that our society's obsession with animal protein and, you know, you've got to get your iron from your red meat and calcium from your dairy. Um, do you think that is a lot of, you know, the cause behind these conditions? Why so many people are out there battling? Well, I think there are, the science suggests that there's a lot of risks. So animal protein specifically is a risk factor for IBD. Uh, and the science clearly states that. And for some reason, people just don't want to know about it, to be honest. And I mean, there are plenty of organizations like the Colitis and Crohn's Foundation UK, so, I mean, so many in the US. Why aren't they looking at this stuff? You know, why aren't they looking at this stuff? I mean, it could say the same thing to cancer societies and things like that as well. You know, there's a lot of evidence out there that suggests that we can do a lot with diet. But, you know, I think the question is that there needs to be prevention rather than awareness. Um, and that's what we're lacking, I think. And I guess with people saying or, you know, I mean, the media suggests all these things for us. I mean, that's, that's why people believe in this. Like, I need red meat for iron. I need calcium from dairy because it, they've brainwashed us. I mean, there's so much marketing that goes on behind the scenes. There's so much money 
um, that it's it's hard for people like us and you know to to push this message on there. And then when you, when you do push that message, you're kind of just you know slapped down because it's not right. Like oh, it's that's what they say. Well, the professionals say that no, you you have to do this. So there's there's a lot of propaganda, and I think. New Zealand is changing, and of course, we being a meat and dairy country, um, you know, it is shifting. The people are getting a lot more aware of where their food comes from and what is the food that they're eating and what protein it is, for example, and where do you get your calcium from. So I think there's been a huge shift from when I first started and from seven years ago. There's a massive shift. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, you will still see that resilience with with the media and, and doctors and dietitians saying that you need your protein from animals and things. Whereas protein comes from plants first. You know, everybody should be knowing this already and that the, the animals eat plants to get their protein. So why are we going through the middle animal to get our protein needs? We go directly to the source and that is plants. And protein is like the biggest non-issue um, out there and we're still worrying about it. So, I mean, people just need to wake up. Absolutely. Yeah, protein is like, I sound like, well, you know, the P word now. And even when we talk to Dr. Clappy, you know, as soon as I say, he's just like, oh, you know, <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's such a silly system. And like, once you have a step back from it, it's just, it's bizarre looking at it, you know. And um, when you're saying about how with your doctors, you know, they just kept up in the medication. I think about dad trying to fix a TV by hitting it harder, you know, instead of checking like the plugs in properly, you know, you just hit it harder and <laughs> that, that should fix it. You know, she'll be right. As we say. Yeah, out here. Yeah, yeah. But, true, yeah. Like, so even after your six weeks of sort of hell in hospital there and you returned to New Zealand, um, I believe you started uh, falling into some of your old habits again, you know, with your eating and stuff like that, you know, how did it affect, you, you know, from, yeah, going from that place, you know, then returning to normal life because it is a struggle, you know. Definitely. I think, you know, I mean, I've been eating meat. I was eating my meat my whole life, you know, 23 years. And I was a big meat eater. I absolutely loved it. I had no idea uh, what food I would eat, but I just, it was the taste for me, um, you know, and, and, you know, curries and barbecues and the Kiwi way of life, you know, and I didn't know any better. Um, and I had a lot of cravings. And so six weeks of, you know, eating for one shit hospital food and then going on to this diet, which definitely helped me. Um, I didn't really understand the plant-based diet as much as I should have back then. Um, but it gave me a second chance, like a second opportunity to really rethink what I was doing. So for about a month and a bit, I started to eat normal foods, normal foods again, um, what everyone else eats. And nothing happened to me. Like I didn't have any issues. But then my body started to go, what are you doing? Why are you eating these foods? And so I, I did get a return of symptoms. And I did get into what's called a flare. Um, because, you know, all these foods that you eat are going to create a disease state of the body. And... I guess I, I found out the hard way again, you know. So the second time I went around healing, it was a lot harder because I victimized myself. And I really I really didn't understand these foods and what they were doing until I did some more research. 
Um, and that's where my brother came in as well. So he definitely um, found out too. So I think, um, you know, when he came over to New Zealand to support me, he did help me a lot. Um, and he started to do a lot of the research. So for me, it was about the cravings. I hadn't eaten meats, dairy or eggs for a very long time. And I just, I just wanted to get a taste of it again, I guess, because I was addicted to it, as everyone else is always addicted to these things. Um, so that was why I kind of fell back. Uh, but then I quickly realized that, you know, and that's, that's when I truly became vegan um, because I understood that, hey, you know, these, these foods and these animals, what they go through is torture. And I, I, I just, I put two and two and I made the connection and I was like, I can't do this. Like, I can't eat these foods. And why is, why? and then I became the angry vegan, right? Because I started to realize like, oh my God, like, why hasn't this been told to me? you know when I do that when we're doing all this research and stuff so that was when I really decided and, and I knew that you know this was the way forward and I had to realize that to then stay vegan for the rest of my life and plant-based for health reasons for the rest of my life so um yeah there was a lot of learning definitely it's yeah once once your eyes are open once you know you know you can't unknow um do you have any advice for people you know we we see in vegan groups all the time i guess like you say maybe they just struggle to make that connection but you see people in in vegan groups that you know they they struggle to stay on the path to begin with and then you know you'll see them post oh my god you know i i fell off the wagon last night i ate a pie or i drank too much wine and ate a sausage and then you know they feel they've just ruined everything uh, you know what advice would you give to them because you know like you say but beating yourself up gets you nowhere really well definitely and and sometimes i think you have to experience that to then figure out what you really want however it's about the animals, right? So you, if, if, you, if you go vegan for the animals, then you've got to watch those documentaries that are going to keep you there. And that's, you know, Earthlings, Dominion, many others. Um, so if, if, it's, if it's for health or if it's for taste, then go and watch something like that because then it's going to really mm. focus. You're going to focus and you're going to be like, okay, this is an animal that's on my plate and it died for this, blah, blah, blah when you don't have that connection, you're not going to see it that way. And you're going to be like, Oh, it's a craving or it's a, it's a food that I haven't eaten for ages, for example. And you, you do, your, your taste buds are going to go back there because of what um, you grew up with. However, I mean, we have a choice now, a vegan pie and a meat pie. The vegan pie tastes better now than the meat pie once did. And, and it's about changing your taste buds. Obviously it's about realizing what, what is on your plate and, and is it worth it? You know, is it worth suffering? Because the action, the, the consequences of your actions is so far down the line. There's the, like people, I think sometimes people don't understand that what's going behind the scenes when you buy something like that, you know, what the, the repercussions of that, you know, and, and when you don't understand that, I think you, you must see these documentaries. You must see these, um, you must you know, look at those things so that you understand that, okay, next time I'm really not going to do it again because there is a life, you know, there is an animal behind this and whatever, you know, the environment, everything. So that's why it's so awesome that it works so yeah. well.
No, that's a great point. I remember the very first documentary of that kind that I watched was Food Inc. Mm. And I wasn't even on that path at that time. I was working a different job and, and we were all about sustainable living. So when I watched Food Inc, I thought it was all about, you know, good food, um, where your food comes from, you know, sustainable and all of that kind of stuff. And then um, it got into pigs and what happened to pigs. And that was just... I was just crying and, you know, I didn't even go there for that. Um, you know, I was learning about crops and, you know, the terrible things that, you know, why we should just grow our own food. Basically I was coming in from a completely different place, but, but yeah, the, the pigs just hit me and, um, yeah, I was, it's, it's, they're just so powerful. Like you say, it just really opens your eyes in so many ways. Are there, are there any that you'd particularly recommend? You've mentioned earthlings and dominion. Um, well, I mean, there's so many amazing YouTubers on, on online as well that kind of speak about it. And I think, um, if you're not too, if you're not wanting to watch any of the gruesome stuff, then I definitely would recommend going on to Earthling Ed and watching his stuff on YouTube. I mean, I mean, it all makes sense and logic, right? So once you get that sense and logic into you, you keep, you keep wanting to hear that more and more and more. And when you hear it more and more and more, you understand it more and more and more. Therefore you will stop thinking about those cravings or thinking about, Oh, do I want that? Cause then you immediately see, like when I smell animal foods, I, I, I don't, it doesn't smell good to me anymore um, because I just know what's behind that. And I think once you get your mind into that frame, frame, I think it's, it's so much easier for you to just be like, no, thanks. Like, even if someone offers it to you, like, do you know what that is? Like, actually, like, it's just, you know, pretty and made up in front of you but do you know what actually is behind that so yeah i mean keep keep pushing and, and keep telling yourself and and giving yourself all the information from so many other people because there's so many experienced people out there and you know take that experience from what they've done um to, to stay vegan i guess yeah well thank you that's some um yeah some, some advice, brilliant yeah. advice there yeah so um for all of us you know um well, maybe not all of us, but most of us anyway, our, our choice to go vegan, you know, often affects uh, the family around us and stuff like that. And you've been um, incredibly lucky we were having such a wonderful family around you, but um, you still touched on it a bit earlier, but can you tell us a little bit about your brother, uh, Shakul, and um, how it was the case of, you know, he, had, he was stuck with you for a month and, you know, that really got the, the gears turning for him. Yeah, it was interesting because, yeah, he, um, so he came over to support me um, when I came back from Japan. Um, and it's a, it's a funny story because he and his wife, um, just before they came to New Zealand, they, they went to McDonald's at the airport and said, this is, you know, we're going to, this is probably the last Big Mac we're going to eat for like three weeks. Um, so they ate a McDonald's burger three weeks before um, and before they flew, flew to New Zealand because they knew that they were going to, you know, support me and eat vegan or whatever. Be deprived. Uh, yeah, be deprived. <laughs> yeah, be deprived. That's right. So they, um, yeah, they did that. And he came over um, and started to, you know, do the things that I was doing. Um, one week, he had massive withdrawals. So it's because he pretty much went cold turkey, right? He started doing it, like, with me. And so he had a headache for about a week because he was, like, so I'm talking, like, no coffee, um, no processed foods, um, no like, yeah, like no junk. And he he did that with me to support me like straight away. So he had a headache for about a week, uh, withdrawals for about a week. 
and, and many other things. But then after seven days, he felt absolutely amazing. He's like, I'm a new person now. And he couldn't believe it. And, and that's, what, that's what made him think. And he's like, hang on a second. Like, there's, there's got to be more to this. So then he started to do the research that I failed to do. He started to dive into the research and he started to understand that, holy crap, like these, these are the foods that are killing us. Like this is what's giving, getting us disease. And ever since then, he's, he's stayed true to his, his um, you know, his um, beliefs. And, um, you know, it's amazing that he just went cold turkey like that. Not, not many people can do that. Um, and I think for him to grasp the knowledge and then obviously veganism um, after that as well, um, it's just a win-win-win, isn't it? Definitely, yeah. definitely. It's um, no, it's, it's really cool, and I think you know, I mean, it's brilliant that he went vegan and, and he did all that research because it's so you know it's so key um, as well. And like you're saying, helping to to just stay on that path and, and really focus on where you're going. But um, I mean, you not only went vegan, you ended up becoming um, qualified the pair of you in holistic uh, medicine and started high carb health together, which is awesome. We will talk uh, about that. But um, for many people who were ill and get better like yourself, you know, for, for a lot of us, it's like, oh, oh, that's cool. That, yeah, I went through that. I'm better now, you know, she'll be right. And just, just carry on, you know, what was it that made you decide that you wanted to help others? Well, when I was going through my journey, I would have loved to have some support, um, you know, to tell me, okay, you know, things are going well, this is what you need to eat. This is what you should do. You know, just, just there's five things that we, we, we say to people in our coaching. So food, exercise, sleep, water, and mindset. These five things. And if I could have had someone to tell me and take me through those five things, like every single day or every week to support me and tell me, like, have you done this properly? Have you done this properly? Done... Because I didn't have that person, I said, hang on a second, let's, let's start doing this. Let's start helping other people because I ha we have this knowledge here that we need to spread to people. We need to give this out. This information is very key. And so that's why my brother started the, started the YouTube channel in 2013. Uh, so it was quite a while back. And he started just talking about his new life and what he was eating um, and the information that he came across. And as we started to yeah, develop and, and learn more and obviously get certified, um, I think it's, we certified in holistic health, so health and nutrition, not medicine, because we don't associate ourselves with drugs at all. Um, so just we are um, certified nutritionists, yeah? so holistic nutritionists, and um, we, we kind of counsel people too in that extent um, with that support. So because I didn't have that support, I wanted to give that support to people um, that I would have wanted. So that's why we started this whole thing. And then obviously the, the aim was to, to, to spread the message about not killing animals as well. Um, and all those other, you know, things about veganism and, and the different types of oppression that we have today, which, you know, all falls under the same wagon. <laughs> It's so much better and more effective than here. Have some more medication and a raw egg and some miso. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, look, it, it's 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 shocking to be honest. I mean, it, it, majority of the doctors out there today are not, you know, aware of of what diet and nutrition 
what role diet and nutrition plays. And I think, I mean, we, we are seeing some really good doctors, plant-based doctors that are coming out and speaking about this, but not enough. And I think that's where people are struggling. And, and the people that I work with are always telling me that, nope, the doctor said diet has nothing to do with it. I'm supposed to be on medication for life. All the same things I keep hearing, the same things that I heard myself when I was going through it. So when, when, I, when someone that you work with has experienced overcoming a certain disease that those are the people that you want to go to right because they've done it themselves and if they can do it then surely i can do it as well and there's hope you know so that's why i think we wanted to spread the message and, and help as many people as we can well that's so wonderful we're actually just talking about it the other day with um how you know a good doctor should be you know he doesn't get much business because they come in they get fixed and they go out you know if uh, if your doctor was the mechanic and you kept on going in to get your car fixed and it was broken every time, you you change mechanic, you know, you go somewhere yeah. else. But it's so wonderful you guys getting it out there and yeah, but being being the correct way of uh, of healing people, we're doing the proper job. Stop the podcast. We would like to take a moment to give a shout out to one of our partners, Fever. Fever are experts on vegan health, nutrition, recipes, lifestyle, and campaigning noisily and effectively to save animals on our planet. Want to go vegan and be a champion for the animals? Everything you need is right here. Head on over to viva.org.uk to learn more. Now back to the podcast. On your website um, bio, you have about ulcerative colitis is a common digestive disorder. According to the expert, this disease has, well, it's a disease which has no medical cure yet. Um, yet you've been you know helping patients to disprove this time and again you know is this just another one of those diseases that we should be adding to the list of you know they're preventable well i think so and i think more and more research is coming out but i'd like to say that it is not medically incurable because medicine's not going to cure it so you know because because that's the term used by medical professionals medicine's never going to cure anything it's always going to be a symptom relief um, so when you can when you can take away the medicine, and you can change your lifestyle, um, you know, you've got to be thinking about, hey, I'm doing so much better. Why shouldn't I stick to doing this? You know, instead of going, okay, well, maybe I can eat what I want, but I want to be on medica. I'm going to be on medication for the rest of my life. Like, I mean, that's not what I wanted. Um, I didn't want to take medication for the rest of my life. I mean, healthy people don't take medication. So why do sick people take medication? That's Very a true. brilliant point. Yeah. <laughs> go figure. Go figure for sure. Yeah. I mean, um, chronic, you know, chronic conditions are, are just all too common. And um, in fact, you know, um, vegan FTA, our organisation, came about through chronic illness and the desire to still be able to do something to help the animals, even if you're housebound, you know, and, and, and not functioning too well. So, I mean, I myself have got a, a chronic condition, a chronic pain condition. And so that's how I got into doing this too. You know, I couldn't go out to work. So I was like, well, what else can I do? What can I do to be productive? So um, when I went vegan three years ago, we were um, in rural Southland, you know, farming capital. Wow. And we didn't have access to really any of the convenience foods that uh, many vegans rely on, you know, about the most sophisticated thing we could get was tofu. So there were, there were none of the pre made options for us and um, this turned out to be a bonus though because we had to learn to cook everything from scratch so you know that was really good um, 
But it wasn't until we started taking more of a whole food plant-based approach that we really started to see the, the true health benefits. And, um, you know, for a start, eating these, these foods, the whole foods, the superfoods, really reduced my pain. Um, and in particular, oil. Oil was a huge one for me. I had no idea about the effect of, of oil on chronic pain. So, you know, I went from 22 tablets a day to wow. five. Um, and, you know, there were a lot of days that I didn't, didn't need any at all. So, you know, this blew my mind. I lost 12 kilos. Gareth lost 30, you know, all of these things wow. that while we were, were vegan, you know, hadn't happened for us. When we started to go to the whole foods, that was a, a huge thing. And so, you know, brilliant. We'd, we'd never go back. Do you think this more natural way of eating is something, um, you know, while it's brilliant to have all these products available, do you think the more natural way of eating is something that all vegans should ultimately try and work towards for, for the best health and the best that they can be for, for being activists in, in, in every way? No doubt. Um, I 100% believe that, um, if you're going to put in all the effort to save the animals, also save yourself, you know, eating vegan junk food is good at times when you socialize, when you, you know, are struggling and also for transition phases. However, it's not a health food. Um, and, you know, we should be eating our biological diet, which is fruits and vegetables, not processed junk foods, I'm not going to survive off that stuff. In fact, potentially the soy isolate proteins are going to be a lot worse for you. Um, and that's something that, you know, you, you need to understand because it's not about when you're young, you can probably get away with it. But when you start getting older, you need to start eating better. Um, and you don't necessarily see issues when you're younger, but then it catches up to you. And that's even with the oily vegan foods and stuff like that. So no, processed foods are also really harmful for us um, and highly recommend people that are turning vegan that, yes, transition food and, you know, vegan hot dogs, vegan hamburgers, Beyond Meat stuff. It's a great thing to, to, to obviously go through that process because you're coming from a meat-heavy diet and it's going to be a little bit better for you anyway. But it's nowhere, it's no way a health food. Uh, and that you can't rely on that source of food to make you function. And so to be a good activist, you need to have a lot of energy. You need to have so many things because you're constantly under pressure. You're constantly mentally, you know, always down and like always thinking about so many things that you need that fuel, that, that fuel to kind of push you. And, and if you're not eating right, then you're not going to be able to do your job properly either for the animals. So it's not about just going and, and eating those foods because there's, there's, you know, no animals are, are dying because of that, but your insides are not going to be happy and you're going to feel crap. And then, you know, there's so many other aspects to that where people then look at you and be like, Hey, well, you're not looking so good as a vegan. Why should I go vegan? So you've got to be the example of health. And while health is not an aspect of veganism, I think it does play a role. And I think the healthier you can be as a vegan, the better it's going to be for the animals, the better it's going to be for other people who want to turn vegan. Uh, and there's, you know, other things that are involved with that. So, I mean, I don't have anything against people eating that way. It's just try and make yourself better too, not just the animals. Like, do it for the animals as well as yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah it took us while best part of three years before we started taking that approach you know and then that's when all of a sudden it turned from being you know our health had got better to our health being like 
amazing you know and um yeah glowing blood, blood tests and <laughs> yeah it's um even for me you know because i was someone who was you know i was relatively healthy but i wasn't dropping the weight and i feel that was largely because of the amount of oil i was eating mm-hmm. it was once we dropped the oil and yeah with the whole foods as well but that's when 30 kilo just dropped yeah. off me wow. um that's amazing and we thought we were healthy like we weren't even you know it was, we were cooking from scratch you mm-hmm. know so it oil yeah. was a huge thing huge thing for us so it's pretty detrimental to your health and we don't realize you know that something something so let, let's just let's give you an example for you know one teaspoon of oil is 120 calories and one banana has about 100 calories okay so if we are just a normal person or normal vegan that's eating the junk food you're probably going through about four teaspoons plus of oil a day if you're eating some of the the processed junk that's over 500 calories of food okay that's four teaspoons of oil it's like that much mm. And if you go if you go five bananas, that's a lot of food, you know, to eat. So you're comparing what you're putting inside your body. The receptors in your stomach aren't going to engage the same way as that oil, and you're not going to feel full because your stomach's not going to be full. So that's why it's detrimental to our health, oil, because it's it's high in calories, and it does it's empty calories. It's 100% fat, and what's the human survival instinct to store as much fat as possible? And in today's society, we don't need to do that because we're not in survival mode. We have plenty of food available. So what does that immediately do to our bodies? We gain weight and we become more obese. And so, yeah, just because you go vegan doesn't mean you're healthy, right? You you do have to eat healthier. Mm-hmm. And you guys have obviously learned that now. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, learned the hard way. <laughs> there's a lot of people out there, you know, there's a lot of vegans that are um, like me, suffer with chronic pain and, um, you know, all the time I want to say to them, have you tried the oil? People don't make the connection between, you know, and, and also, well, I have good oil. I have olive oil and avocado yeah. oil and all of this. And I'm like, if I had known the connection, you know, you know yourself when you're in that state, you would do anything to, to make yourself better. And it's like, yeah, I just wish people knew the connection between oil and, and what it can cause in your body. Yeah, you know? well, I think a, a lot of people don't have health issues, so they don't necessarily look at it that way and, and they're just doing it for the animals for sure. Um, and what I would say is don't wait, you know, don't wait until you get sick, you know, mm-hmm. feel better all the time. I have a saying, feeling good is better than anything tastes. Oh, wow, that's an awesome one. I love that. Yeah. So, um, Need to put that on a shirt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> so um, we heard you in a previous interview you did about, uh, and you're talking about the mental health aspects of living with a chronic condition, and especially like when you're going through um, what you did in Japan there. And um, you talked about getting yourself from negative one to zero and then uh, to positive one, you know, with sort of your mental health levels. Um, would you be able to explain a little bit about that? Because I, I just loved how you explained it. Um, who was it who did the interview? It was, um, it was a lady in Australia. Um, Corinne? Corinne? Oh, Corinne, yes, yes. Yeah. Or it might have been the, the, the lentil one. The, um, oh, lentil intervention. Lentil intervention. I think that was actually yeah. the one. Right, right. I, th- I think yeah. So what, when I talk about um, the negative to positive, I do I do mean the physical health as well. But I I will touch on the mental part. But when I mean negative to positive, I mean that uh, when you are when you are uh, when you're compromised with a chronic condition, you are an, in a negative, right? So in order for you to get to zero, you have to do a lot of work to get to zero. Um, and I guess people that don't have chronic conditions are already at zero. So when they change to a plant-based diet, they're going from zero to positive in terms of their health, in terms of their physical health. So 
for us, for people that have chronic condition, they're going from negative to zero to positive. So it takes a little bit longer for that healing or for that plant-based diet to kick in because, you know, you have to reverse that damage that you've put inside your body and then come out the other side. And that's when you'll see the results. Um, and so in terms of the mental aspect, I think it's, it's very, very important. Um, I think it's even more important than what you eat because in terms of a digestive issue, when you are not thinking straight, when you are depressed, when you have anxiety, when you are worried, you're not going to digest food that well, regardless of if you have the digestive disease or not, you're not going to digest food very well. So when you can start to get out of that, that, I guess, victim mentality uh, for one, um, and, and start becoming a champion about or accepting the condition that you have and then doing something about it, that's when things will start to work for you. And that's why the, the mental aspect is so key because we can go downhill very fast. We can get very depressed and we don't like what we're doing. We don't like the food that we're eating. Um, and it can get very tough. And so how do you pull yourself out of that? And you put, I, I used inspiration from... Um, athletes uh, like Lance Armstrong was my biggest inspiration um, for him to kind of, you know, come out of what he went through with testicular cancer um, and then do what he did. Um, I think it's, it's absolutely amazing. Um, drugs or not, I think it's still amazing that it, what, what he was able to achieve because I think it's, you know, we don't hear this, but it's a level playing field to everyone hopes it's, you know, it's just hush hush. But anyway, um, I took inspiration from him and I, and I realized that he had it so much worse than me and he overcame and achieved greatness from coming from what he's, and, and here I am sulking about my condition. Um, I need to step up, you know, it's just step up. And so I, I really focused on um, loving my body, which this book <laughs> I used. So it, there's affirmations that you kind of say to yourself. I think there's um, yeah, a lot of stuff on, on different organs in the body. And so I started reading this stuff and I, again, just started to believe. Uh, belief is something, and it obviously comes from the mind. Um, believing in yourself is, is very, very key. You can't do this if you have doubts. Uh, regardless of what condition you have, you, you need to believe in yourself if you're going to you know, be able to do it or not. And if you don't, then you're not going to see the success that you want. And, you know, wh why are successful people successful? Because they do certain things to get them there. You know, they're not, they're not slacking off or they're not like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. You know, they're just getting the job done. And I think if you, if you look at yourself in that way and if you just focus at what you want and if you are committed, you're going to get the results. So, Another saying that I, that I say to a lot of people is that if you are persistent, you will get it. And if you are consistent, you'll keep it. So, yeah, it's just about getting yourself into that right mindset going, I can do this. And, and then when you have people like myself and so many others to give you that hope, what, what's stopping you? Yourself. Sure. No, that's awesome. And, you know, coming like, like with, with you, you know, I've also had the amazing results with, uh, with eating the right foods. And, and once you experience that, you, you get that inkling of, you know, I can be normal. Mm. Um, you know, I, this, yeah, I, I can live again. It, it's so, so empowering, you know, it's like, I can actually feel this way again. And so like you say, you, you're going to hold on to that and 
yeah, it, it's brilliant. I mean, a lot of vegans have things going on in their lives and not just chronic illness, but um, a lot of everyday conditions, you know, that people mm. don't think about such as um, asthma, acne, which makes total sense when you think how much hormones we're taking in, you know, when we're consuming animals um, and also migraines. I mean, that was the first thing that, that I found. And, and like, um, I think Shakul said the same, you know, he, he um, his migraines went in for years. I suffered from migraines and I thought it was to do with my job. I was a writer. I was looking at screens all day. Um, so I thought it was work related. And the day I went vegan, literally, I, you know, didn't have a migraine after that. So that was the biggest thing for me. While veganism is often presented as uh, the answer to fixing all kinds of things, you know, there are still vegans out there that do have other conditions like asthma and migraines and things like that, perhaps from still not eating the right food. So, you know, would you say that whole food plant-based approach is, is worth a try for vegans who still experience these? Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, I think going back as well, like, you know, you can eat unhealthy foods that are going to create these problems for you as well. Oils are huge problems for, for acne. And, and um, I think get, getting your head around a balance is what you want. Okay, so I'm not saying that you shouldn't go and eat some junk food here and there. It's, it's not like, you know, live, live a little. But I think 80% of what you eat should be based around whole foods, you know, because that's when you're going to feel the best. And you give yourself a little bit, you know, so some days if you want to be a hundred percent, you don't eat the processed foods. And some days you want to be 80%, 90%, you know, you just got to go with, with um, what works for you well. And, and that persistent thing, if you want to get rid of those issues, be just keep persisting at, at eating healthier. And then if you don't want them to come back, be consistent with what you eat too. Uh, and, and it goes beyond diet. It, it, you know, there's so many other aspects to people's lives that, they don't consider and so those five things that i talked about the food water sleep exercise and mindset if you have all those things sorted in your life you won't necessarily get any other issues like migraines and acne and things like that because you'll be doing those five things that are going to keep you in the state of health that you deserve mm. so yes you you can get rid of those things if you want um i mean any always eating healthier is going to get you better health yeah definitely definitely i think um you know i was i was surprised to hear about the asthma but when i thought about it, it was fine you know i had um i used to have a, an inhaler every day twice a day morning night couldn't sleep without using an inhaler and when i went vegan i probably might use it twice a year now and that's only if i happen to have like the flu or something like that but, i used um, to have i used to have really bad asthma too i used to drink a lot of milk and and Maybe there's an association there with mucus and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I used to have such bad asthma. Like I couldn't breathe at times and I needed the inhaler as well. Um, the funny thing, allergies as well, they started to disappear when I went vegan. Um, I used to be very, um, I never used to be able to pet the pets, uh, pet pets and, and cats and dogs and stuff because I, the fur would, would you know, react, give me a reaction. I used to get swollen eyes. I used to cry, I used to sneeze. Um, but that's all disappeared. That's all gone. Wow. I don't have any of those issues anymore. Same that's with so pollen. interesting. Yeah. That, yeah. Same. Same. I don't, you know, hay fever is, um, I don't get the runny eyes and the, yeah, that's really interesting. Um, that's a bit of a different question for you. <laughs> and I've been wanting to know this for a long time. So I'm like, yes, so this is the right person mm -hmm. for me to be asking. Is there anyone who really can't do better or can't do a whole food plant-based kind of vegan diet. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm talking specifically, you know, my mum is a classic case. So she's 78 years old. 
Um, in 2016, she had bowel cancer and so she, she had her bowel removed, but she's got a little bit left. She doesn't have a colostomy or a bag or anything like that. Um, but, you know, the where she was, three, four years down the track now, and doctors have told her that, you know, she can't eat nuts, she can't eat seeds, you know, even, even seeds from a tomato, she can't have that. And she's telling me that, you know, she can't eat plants. There's so many plants that she can't eat. And so she said, you know, I, if I didn't eat meat and, and eggs, you know, there wouldn't be anything for me to eat. But the thing is, she still struggles with all these digestive upsets. You know, it really makes her life challenging. It's very hard to go out. Um, it's hard to, to socialize, you know, and I talk to her all the time. And, and yeah, four years down the track, she's still got so many problems. And so is there any hope for people like her? Because I look at her and think, well, you're eating meat and you're having ice cream and yogurt and you're still suffering, you know, surely wouldn't eating plants be better? Like, yeah, well, what, what, what's your opinion? <laughs> yeah, well, definitely. I mean, you are a bit compromised, right, without having a yeah. large organ inside of you. Um, uh, we worked with someone with a J pouch and this was um, my first client with a J pouch, which means there's no colon. Um, and while it was hard for him at the start to digest the fibers, he start, his body started to get better and better. And I was actually very surprised because it was the first time I had taken on a client like that. And I think, you know, obviously eating healthier is only going to get you better. Um, but knowing which fibers to eat is very important as well. So you don't want to get into the beans and the greens and, you know, the raw veggies straight away. You want to take it nice and slow. You want to eat more pumpkin soups, more you know, starch-based, um, fruit-based, because those fibers are very soft and soothing. So your small intestine has is, is got to do less work, obviously, uh, to absorb all the nutrition. And so you're not going to see the, the same symptoms with eating these other softer foods um, than, say, if, if she goes and eats you know, lots of bulky, like, you know, greens and vegetables that are very, you know, fibrous. So... While fiber is, is a good thing and it's really good for the gut, um, you may need to take it a little bit slow initially and then reintroduce those fibers like beans and stuff that don't irritate you that once did irritate you in, in the past. So I would love to say there's hope for everyone. Um, it just depends. Again, like the mindset is key. And like if you if you want it, you, you'll get it. You know, and, and that's, that's the, the biggest difference is people just not wanting to change and uh, just they're in their comfort zones and I mean, well, they won't be because they're still struggling, but when, you know, you kind of just give up when you're at that age too. Uh, and so you kind of, what do you do? You know, that, however much you tell your mom to do something like she might not want to do it. And that's, you can't do anything else about that. And um, while the science recommends eating this way for not only your gut health, but for your heart health, your kidney health, your liver health, you know, in your brain health, she should be looking at those factors as well. If she's already compromised and if she's yeah. getting symptoms, it's like, exactly, well, exactly. Yeah, Angina, high blood pressure, you know, <laughs> you're going to be reducing your risk of all the other things on top of that. Yeah. No, thank you. I will make sure she watches this interview. <laughs> thank you very much. Otherwise we'll be dragging her up for a visit. <laughs> we will. We will. Next time we're further up north, we'll bring her to see you. That would be great. Right. I think, I think fear is a lot of, a lot of what stops a lot of people, fear of change, fear of, you know, what, what would the repercussions be? And I'm like, well, you've already seen what the, the repercussions are from when you eat ice cream. You know, what's, what's exactly. the difference really in the big scheme of things. So thank you. I'm sorry. <laughs>
Um, so in our protein obsessed society, um, what made you guys choose the name High Carb Health? <laughs> yeah, so when we first started our consultancy, um, the low carb diet was about, it was like very, very popular. Um, so the Atkins diet, and it wasn't keto at the time, it was just low carb. And we wanted to be a point of difference um, and make people go, what the hell? Why are they high carb? Like everything's about low carb at the moment. So this was back at, yeah, this was back in 2014, 2015, I think. And um, it just made people think. And um, of course, all fruits and vegetables are high in carbohydrates. So why not associate high carb and health together? And I think it, it rings really well and um, it fits nicely. And um, I think it's, it's a great way to, you know, push that carbs are not bad for you. Mm. People have this association that carbs are really bad for you. They're not. And, you know, that's another way that we wanted to show people that, hey, well, you know, why are these guys called high carb? And, um, yeah, that's, I guess, why we did it. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's, a, there's a fascination why like pe people just don't understand what carbohydrates are in the first place and they think that makes you fat and all these, all these things, but it's, it's quite the opposite. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I only recently came overcame my understood and overcame my fear of carbs. You know, he he would eat potatoes and all this kind of stuff. I'd be like, oh no, you know. Um, now I'm the other way around. I'm like, give me give me those starches, give I me know. the carbs. Yeah. You know, I'm, that's that's the best stuff. We so. see it too often. It's the fuel that we run on. You know, it's every single cell in our body runs on carbohydrates. Why would you give it none or less? Yeah. For sure. Because that's the thing that we see quite often is um, people, you know, when they take a vegetarian or vegan diet and then um, they, they're lacking in energy and then someone says, oh, you need some protein, you know, and the fact is they've been reducing their carbs to the point that, you know, they're, they're basically starving themselves, you know, mm -hmm. and it was like, no, carbs. First, that's, you know? that's why they lose weight because it's high carbohydrate, right? So mm -hmm. they lose the hydration and that's why they, yeah. they lose the water. For sure. I mean, you guys are, um, you know, it's, it's been brilliant talking to you and, and both you and, and Shakul are both, you know, so passionate and, and share so many great resources on, on your social media and, and, you know, your website. I mean, there's recipes, there's books, there's, you know, videos, stacks of resources. Um, you guys, obviously, you know, you must love what you do. I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious. It's, it's, you must get great joy and, and there are some wonderful testimonials and, and you've just helped hundreds of people. Um, what do you love most about what you do? You know, what's, what's your favorite sort of transformation kind of story? Yeah, I think all of them are just amazing to, to be honest. And I, I think, you know, seeing other people regain their health is, is amazing. Um, and, and seeing other people get their lives back, like just the way I have, because I know what it's like to struggle. Right. And if I can help someone unstruggle and get their lives back, um, you know, it's, it's priceless and it's, it's such an amazing feeling um, to, to give someone the opportunity to show what they're truly made of, you know, and, and empower themselves, you know, because we, we help people help themselves. We're not doing any of the work, trust me. <laughs> you know, the people that are healing really understand what their body is, is going through and we're just, we're just supporters, you know, on the sideline. Um, they do the hard work and you know everyone has to do a certain bit of hard work to get you know to, to a good place uh, you know whether it's your health or whether it's your job or anything so 
you know, if you put in the effort, then you will get the results that you're after. And, and I think what I love about my job is that I can intertwine veganism with it. I can, I can show people that, look, you don't have to eat animals to be healthy. You don't have to be, eat animals to be athletic. I mean, with the game changes that have come out, that has come out recently, you know, it, it paints a really good picture of why we should be eating this way. And I just, I love the fact that I have been given this purpose of, you know, giving people some kind of direction in their lives. And I think um, it's, it's, it's not, I wouldn't say it's satisfying because I don't want to, I don't want to take away from the people that they actually do the hard work. I, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's just amazing to, to see these, these transformations happen and, and to go through with the client and to see how much they have evolved and um, really taken on board and um, listened and um, done the work that they needed to to get better. Uh, that's, that's what I love about it. And meeting people. I, I mean, the amount of people that I meet is, is just is fascinating. Different characters, the different jobs, the different ethnicities. Um, that's also a plus point. And um, yeah, I guess I, I get to work my own hours and uh, I guess I can work from anywhere in the world as well because it's an online-based uh, um, job. Yeah. Oh, brilliant that, that sounds so wonderful and, and thank you for everything that you're doing yeah. you know as the saying goes you know if, if you can't look after yourself you know you can't look after others and thank you so much for all the knowledge that you've shared in this and hopefully we can um keep all of our activists out there you know a bit happier and healthier you know and uh really go going all out you know is there for people who have been inspired by this and people who want to follow you um where can we go to to keep up to date with you and or even get in touch with you, you know, if, if they've got someone in their lives who, who needs your wise words? Definitely. Well, thanks so much, guys, for having me. Uh, it's been a pleasure. And I think spreading this message is, is an important message because we, we need to change the world. We need to change how we, we, you know, do the things that we're doing these days. And the systems need to be changed because we're going down a, a pretty deep hole. And um, I think it's important that we, we come out of that um people can find me on almost every social media if they want um so we've got facebook high carb health we've got instagram at high carb health um we've got youtube as well at high carb health um and of course our website www.highcarbhealth.com um and yeah look out for the green h because that's uh what it's about and yeah i think um it's it's fascinating and it's it's just amazing this journey that that we have been able to find you know and um there's definitely no way that i'm ever going to be a non-vegan let's just let's just make that clear because you know yeah and i i think this is there's there's so there's a bigger picture involved it's not you you know and and that's why i think people fail to to realize that there's so much more to veganism than just what we eat um it's just yeah i mean it goes beyond like so you can't co like co yeah i know <laughs> it's just hard to explain how far it goes and and how which the the action or the consequences of your actions um and and you know what you pay for is a vote for what you believe in and i think that's powerful because we just we're doing things because of what society tells us and um we've got to change that we've got to make that change we've got to tell society that this is the way forward you know yeah. and uh when it when it comes to you it makes so much sense 
that when you when you know you just can't unknow as you said thank you for listening to this interview we hope you found it informative and entertaining to learn more about Shimiza's work check out highcarbhealth.com once again be sure to follow us on social media platforms for future releases this has been vegan fta vegan for the animals <laughs>